During an interview on Joe Rogan's podcast this week, comedian Jim Gaffigan was put in a position that I don't know that Gaffigan was expecting to be put in when Rogan began going on a rant about the Capitol riot and how he says that it is a fact that there were federal agents implanted in the crowd that got people all riled up to storm the Capitol. Now I'm going to read Rogan's exact quote in just a moment where he, by the way, invokes one man who actually recently sued Fox news for claiming he was a federal plant at the Capitol riot. So not a smart decision by Rogan to bring up this guy possibly being a plant because he's already sued people for making that statement. But let's start right off the bat before I even read his quote, getting it out there in the open that no, it is not a fact that there were federal agents implanted in the audience to get people riled up to storm the Capitol. There is literally no evidence whatsoever on God's green earth to suggest that Rogan, when he said this, it's a fact lied to his entire massive largest podcast in the country audience. That is a lie that he told them. Here's what he said. Um, I don't know, but I do know that every other, I, I think that every other person who was involved in January 6th, who was involved in coordinating a break in into the Capitol and then instigating people, they were all arrested. This guy wasn't not only that, but they were defending him in the New York times, the Washington post, all these things saying Fox news has unjustly accused him of instigating when he clearly instigated, he did it on camera. I don't know if he was a fed. I know a lot of people think he was a fed. Trump was very open about his disdain for the intelligence agencies throughout history. People of unchecked power and unchecked influence have enemies and Trump was their enemy. Um, he also added the January 6th thing is bad, but also the intelligence agencies were involved in provoking people into the Capitol building. That's a fact. Again, no, it's not nothing that Joe Rogan said. There is a fact at all. Like this is all make believe superstition BS being pushed by Joe Rogan for, for what, like to what end? That's what I want to know. Like, why are you even bringing up these idiotic conspiracy theories? That's what makes no sense. And why are you bringing it up in a conversation with Jim Gaffigan of all people? You know, if you were talking to some idiot right winger would totally make sense. But to his credit, Jim Gaffigan pushed back and knocked Joe Rogan down a few. Uh, he said, uh, <laughs> Jim Gaffigan said, uh, more suspicious why Trump didn't call for backup for the Capitol police. There's way more conspiracy stuff against Trump than the slim likelihood that people were like, Oh, Trump's a problem. Let's just get these people that are loyal to Trump to run into the Capitol so that we can arrest 300 people. Does that make sense? That's what Gaffigan asked Rogan and Rogan responded. And he said, no, it doesn't make sense. But then he said that using these agent provocateurs, is common practice. And everybody, everybody totally knows that. But Gaffigan just gently poking at this conspiracy theory totally blew it up because yeah, what's the point of that? Like the intelligence agencies want to get Trump according to Rogan's little theory here. So they had a bunch of people who aren't Donald Trump storm the Capitol building so that most of them could be hit with misdemeanor charges that involved no jail time. Where's the logic in that? 
It's a rhetorical question. There's never any logic to idiotic conspiracy theories pushed by people who don't know any better, but, but it's stupid. And that's what Jim Gaffigan's trying to point out here. Like, Hey, um, it doesn't make any sense. Like no matter how you slice it, even if Trump had made enemies in the intelligence apparatus, why would arresting a couple of people who support him? Like that doesn't hurt Trump at all. None of it makes any sense. But that's the thing about conspiracy theories. They never do. Gaffigan, by the way, continued to kind of push back. And here is what Gaffigan said when uh, Rogan tried to bring up the corruption of Joe and Hunter Biden. Gaffigan said, quote, Joe Biden's relationship with his son, who obviously struggles with addiction. I mean, look, half of our friends struggle with addiction. He's a compassionate father. You and I both have this same suspicion, but we're coming from two different sides, which is fascinating talking about Jared Kushner. I think you are more likely to think that Biden is Satan and I'm more likely to think that Trump is Satan. So good job, Jim Gaffigan, horrible lies told by Joe Rogan. And I even haven't even gotten to the big part of it, which is Joe Rogan understands that Fox news was already sued by Ray Epps, the man that they claimed, Oh, he's the plant. He's the one, you know why they say he's the one because he was on video actually just chit chatting with a police officer at one point. That's it. Like Republicans are supposed to back the blue, right? You're supposed to be the, we stand with the cops. And this guy was standing with the cops. He's like, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? He was being friendly with him and Epps never entered the Capitol. Like he didn't break the law. He didn't steal anything. He didn't hurt anybody. He was just there. There was no problem with being there where he was. That's why he wasn't prosecuted. Not because he's a plant, but because he didn't break a law. And Fox news is being sued for it. And Rogan goes out there and, and almost makes the exact same claims. Like he's begging to get sued himself. Like that is what is so dumb about it. Not only that you lied to everybody, but that you're kind of maybe, maybe not. Cause you're like, I don't know if he's a fed, but some people think he is. Yeah. Those some people are being sued for it. If you don't watch the way you're talking about it, you're going to get sued for it too. Folks, we may have found the dumbest possible alleged capital rioter. And I say alleged because this person has only been charged with crimes. They have not been convicted of anything. So we cannot yet call them a capital rioter until they receive that conviction. But based on the evidence that the feds have against him, the conviction or the guilty plea will in fact be coming shortly. But there's a reason why I say this may be the dumbest person that stormed the Capitol. And I know that's, you know, picking the smelliest dead fish out of the pile because it took a, you know, lack of brain cells to storm the Capitol to begin with. But this guy might be the dumbest. Here's what happened. You had a, a, a man who is now 32 years old from the state of Texas who went to DC took place in the storming of the Capitol. He has now been charged <laughs> with a felony charge of obstruction of law enforcement during civil disorder. He was also charged with several misdemeanors, including knowingly entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, violent conduct in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a Capitol building or grounds, and violent conduct in a Capitol building or grounds. And videos of the Capitol riot show the individual, according to the complaint, uh, pushing and grabbing at police officers who were trying to hold back the pro-Trump 
mob. So he's 32 now. So he was 30 or 29 when the riot took place. So old enough to know that this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. So how'd they catch the guy? Okay. They had him on video, but Hey, look, I mean, you can have anybody on video. How do you put the face on video to a face in person? I mean, two and a half years after the fact, and they finally caught the guy. How'd they catch him? Because this dumbass decided to storm the Capitol wearing a shirt with his business's logo, name, and phone number right across it. So yeah. Now the big question is why did it take the feds two and a half years to track him down? You have him on video basically saying, here's how to find me. Here is my phone number. If you want to contact me and the feds, I guess maybe just as dumb as he is, they're sitting there like, man, this guy's a criminal mastermind. We are never going to find this SOP. We're going to have to do some deep forensics on this. The whole CSI treatment, reenact the crime scene to try to figure out who this guy is. And then I'm sure somebody in the back was like, um, Hey, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if y'all have seen this, but, uh, you know, his, his, his phone number's on his shirt. So before we get the crime lab involved, anybody want to, want to call that number and, and just see, like, do you know this man? I mean, yeah, it's my first day here. I don't want to step on anybody's feet, but kind of seems like maybe calling the number on his t-shirt, maybe that should be step one. And I guess they eventually did. And they caught him. They hit him with the one felony, the multiple misdemeanors. But I got to tell you, folks, nobody should commit crimes ever. Do not commit crimes. That is my message. But if you're going to commit crimes, don't do it with your phone number and your company's name emblazoned on the front of your shirt or even the back of your shirt. Don't have it on any of your clothing at all. Okay. Because you may think that it's fun and you may think you're going to get some good advertising out of it, but all you're going to end up doing is eventually getting yourself arrested. I still want answers as to why it took two and a half years to do it, but nevertheless, his phone number across his shirt is what finally led the feds to him two and a half years too late, if you ask me. On Wednesday of this week, Donald Trump issued yet another threat against pretty much the entire United States of America. Wednesday, of course, was the day before Donald Trump had to go and surrender at the courthouse in Washington, DC and officially be arraigned and arrested once again. You know, it's kind of becoming routine for him, but it was on Wednesday in a little noticed post on truth social that Donald Trump issued his very ominous threat again, seemingly against everybody who is not a member of the MAGA cult. Here's what Trump had to say. Look, it's not my fault that my political opponent in the Democratic Party, Crooked Joe Biden, has told... Hold up, wait a minute. I got to stop right there. Crooked... How can he be Crooked Joe Biden? You already had Crooked Hillary. Like, you pride yourself on coming up with these juvenile, insulting names for all of your enemies. You can't reuse Crooked. 
Like, I am sorry, Crooked Hillary is already in the American vernacular. Even people who like her know what that means. You cannot call him Crooked Joe Biden. You have to come up with a new name. I mean, Sleepy Joe, you, you were okay with that. He's, you can't have two crookeds, okay? I'm sorry, you cannot. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that my political opponent in the Democrat party, Crooked Joe Biden, and his attorney general to charge the leading by far Republican nominee and former president of the United States, me, with as many crimes as can be concocted so that he is forced to spend large amounts of time and money to defend himself. The Dems don't want to run against me, or they would not be doing this unprecedented weaponization of justice. But soon, in 2024, it will be our turn, MAGA. And that, folks, that's the threat. I don't even know that you could call it a threat. I think it's actually more of a warning. In 2024, it's our turn. Now, first and foremost, let me go ahead and correct him on that because that's wrong. Even if you were to win the 2024 election, you would not be sworn in as president of the United States until January 20th, 2025 at 12 PM Eastern. So 2024, no matter how that election goes, like that's not going to be your turn. So I'm sorry to have to correct you on the date. I just want you to be fully aware of the fact that no, you won't be doing anything in 2024 other than going from trial to trial to trial to trial. <laughs> so now that that's out of the way, let's talk about what he's saying. He is sending a message to the entire country that when he, if he ever makes it back to the White House, I can't believe I said when he, if he ever makes it back to the White House, he's going, he is going to, I'm sorry, I'm struggling here, folks. He is going to politicize the department of justice. He is going to go after everybody who he perceives as to, uh, one of his political enemies and everyone who is not a hat wearing MAGA fanatic will have a massive target on their back. You watching this, that could be you. It could be me. It could be everyone at MSNBC and everyone at CNN. It could be everyone throughout the entire intelligence apparatus, everyone at the DOJ, everyone at the DNC, everybody who's ever run for office with a D next to their name. It could be any and all of them because a second Trump term is not going to be about policy. It's not going to be about righting the wrongs of the Biden administration. It's not going to be about foreign policy. Oh, we got to do whatever with Putin. I don't understand. No, it is 100% every day, every hour going to be about these people pissed me off and I am going to exact my revenge upon them. And the worst part about it is that Trump wanted to do it during his first term but he wasn't able to do all the things he wanted to do because he actually had some people around him who told him, Hey, you can't do that. Or, Hey, please don't do that. He won't make that mistake in a second term. So that's why when Trump says these things, we have to take it as the threat that he, that it is because he learned his lesson. He knows to not put anybody around him in the white house that will ever tell him no. And that's, what's so scary about it. Not that he's threatening it, but that by learning from his mistakes, he knows how to make that a reality if he ever makes it back to the White House, which is why it is very important that everybody shows up in 2024 to vote to make sure he doesn't ever make it back to the White House. <laughs>